what to do. Oh, okay. Hi, Laura. How you doing? Hey, Colin. Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm having a really good day. I'm having like Yay. a great day. It's so good. That's amazing. Um, oh, uh, I'd love I love to hear it. Because yesterday we thought about recording, uh, and and I said, well, if we had to wait till today, I'll have developments. Um, and yesterday I was complaining because uh, I've had this weird infection thing on my throat. Like some popcorn got stuck behind my <clears throat> tonsil like a week ago, and I didn't feel it, and I didn't get it while brushing my teeth because it's behind my tonsil. Uh, and then I sure. got it out, but I think there was a lot of stuff trying to kill it because now that area is like a little infected little bit of spot. And it's just made me feel like dookie all week. So I took a couple days off of work. And yesterday I was like, while I'm off, let me play the brand new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Hey. But it didn't come out yesterday. Oh. So guess what I've been doing all day today? Well, I'm assuming by Tony Hawk's babysitter uh, title of our <laughs> chronograph. <laughs> yes. You've been playing some Tony Hawk, huh? I'm, it, 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 yeah. And it's uh, I Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Uh, number three rated video game of all time. Admittedly, my jam. Uh, I can s- s- breeze through that campaign, but right now I'm playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, which I do not mm. know as well. So I've been having some difficulty, but it's fun to like play an old game through really fresh eyes. Not like a remake, yeah. but like I don't know what to do. I need to learn how to play this. And that's been, that's been really fun. I've been having a great morning. Little bits of nostalgia, little bits of like learning how to do something. It's been delightful and now i get to talk to you and then i get to play more tony hawk (laughs) so (laughs) it'll be great yeah i've been having a great day how are you doing i'm good i am also having so far a pretty great day um yesterday part of the reason we did not record is that eleanor refused to nap until about 4 p.m and she spent most of the day crying (laughs) what okay the crying part i understand but refusing to nap is just unfathomable to me as an adult all i wanted to do was nap and she was like nah mom i'm not napping today and she had had kind of a weird night like she had a good stretch her first stretch at night has been oh god i just hit her in the head has been really good consistently she's been sleeping about four and a half to five hours um in her Mm -hmm. longer stretch which is great um, so she did that the other night, but then she was awake and uncomfortable and crying for like two hours, which is longer than normal. Like normally she'll feed for about 35 to 45 minutes and then I hold her upright. So like we're awake for an hour, but she's only awake for, for part of that time. Um, and then she was like, really? She just slept weirdly. And so yesterday she just continued to sleep weirdly. Like she just wouldn't nap until much later in the afternoon. And I was exhausted because being awake for two hours in the middle of the night trying to keep her from crying was not exactly the most fun thing in the world um so yesterday was not great and i was very tired but today she slept for six and a half hours last night um i did not but i did um get a solid four straight hours which is more than i've been getting because i have to pump if she doesn't eat Mm -hmm. so normally i've been having to sleep for like an hour and a half to two hours and then pumping and then going back to sleep for an hour and a half to two hours and then feeding her and then going back to sleep for an hour and a half to two hours and so i'm like Mm -hmm. that's it Last night I got four straight hours of sleep, which was amazing. It felt so good. I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, I'm awake. Let's go conquer the day. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> it's not time for that yet. Yeah, I understand um, like four unbroken hours of sleep is, 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 uh, it's hard for me to say, but it's great for you. Four yeah. unbroken hours. Um, it's last for night, me, yeah, for sure. I hit a point at 9 p.m. where technically Tony Hawk unlocked, and I could have played it at 9 p.m. last night, and I fired it up, and it ran an update, and I was like, you know what? I'm too tired, and I don't have enough time to really sink my teeth into this game. 
So at 9.20, I was just like, I'm just going to go to bed now. Yeah. And I slept from 9.20 until 7. I also got up and cried for two hours in the middle of the night because I wasn't (laughs) upright. But um, so my back's been a little rough today. But uh, other than that, like, I mean, yeah, I just. Sleeping for that long is literally unfathomable to me now. Like, yeah, that's the thing is you're saying four hours of sleep and I was about to come in with that. I slept for fucking 10 hours straight energy, but like I don't want you to mom karate chop me. So, yeah, I mean, it is, we're just in different times in our lives right now and it just is yeah. what it is, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, Though I have to say dating someone with children and watching you go through children for the first time is just more evidence that I am too self-centered of a person to have children <laughs> at any near point in my life uh, because what you guys do is incredible. Uh, but uh, the Tony Hawk, so whatever. Tony Hawk, hell yeah. Um, but she also napped today. So yesterday she didn't nap until 3 p.m. Today she took a solid like hour long nap. She took like a half mm-hmm. hour nap. So I got my crock pot going and I cleaned the dishes. And then she took an hour nice. long nap where I also napped. And I just woke up from that a little bit ago. And I'm like feeling that's great. Like I'm on top of the world. You got so. you got like the good nap rhythm, and you're riding that good nap momentum. Yeah. <laughs> And hopefully she won't just sleep all day because I feel like that means she won't sleep that well tonight. But that, yep, you know, we'll see. <laughs> that's that's what that means. You win some, you lose some, and today yeah. feels good. So today feels good. Oh, I'm glad we're both having uh, good days. Um, yeah. Usually my Fridays are super productive. I did wake up, went for like a run and a walk. Just remembered right now my laundry is downstairs, so I have to get that. But um, I don't have to edit Dice Populi this week. Uh, Comic Geeking program came out today. So I really don't have anything I need to do. There are some things I could work on. I just got, um, excuse me. Sorry. Oh my goodness. That was pretty nasty. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I see you're drinking like a sparkling caffeinated something. Yeah. It's just like a little sparkling water flavored thing because sugary beverages uh, do bad things to my brain in that I never stop drinking them. Uh, so this is a way to get a little flavor, but not feel like I need to drink another one right after. <laughs> um, very nice, very um, nice. I just got someone uh, uh, who uh, is going to pay me to uh, make a little like podcast intro jingle for them. Hey. Like someone that we've networked met through Dice Populi because Ryan is like really good at that. So I'm actually doing an interview later today. I'm being interviewed by someone else. Again, all, all sort of like small time people on our level, but like really cool guy, makes a lot of cool stuff. So I'm That's doing so an fun. interview. I'm getting paid to make some more music. So there's like stuff I could be doing right now. Right. But I'm not I'm not going to do it. Today's Sometimes, not that. I feel too good yeah. today. You know, Sometimes I usually do not. I, yeah. Like I've been, I have, and I think it's generally a good thing, sort of conditioned myself to like have to get certain things done to feel good about yeah. my day. Like that makes sense. just because just because like like my addictive personality with sugary beverages. Um like if I just get into the habit of loafing, that's all I'm going yeah. to do and yeah. I will spiral quickly. Uh but today is a day where like I got up whoop, I hit my mic. I got up, I did my exercise and like I feel good. Like I don't feel wasted. I feel like this is like I've done what I need to do to a point where I can keep rolling. I haven't felt that in a bit. So I don't know. I, I like everything's sort of compounding in a weird way. And after this, I'm going to eat lunch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I should also mention, uh, I've been alone for the week. Yes. Which 
uh, happened to, like pretty recently as well. This is the second time in, like last couple months that I've been like in the house quarantined by myself for a straight week. Yeah. Um, and last time I think I mentioned like as I got to the end of it, I said, oh, my God, she's right there. Huh. Surprise. Sudden, suddenly baby from under the frame. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> when you said she was sleeping, I thought you meant like in a crib, not like just outside my periphery. Yeah. So the secret is that just now she wasn't sleeping. She was eating her food. Nom, 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 Ah, gotcha. Nom, 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 nom. I'm guessing that's why the frame is cropped off at the neck. Yep. So the, <laughs> so the um, <laughs> Um, yeah, at the end of the last week, I felt a little stir crazy. Right at the start of this week, I was like, I need to keep busy or I'm going to go nuts. Yeah. Because you like, told me that you were going to be alone. I was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you, you got on that real fast. I literally was um, like, Please stay planned. Yeah, stay planned. It's, I, That's not what I said. That's not. Stay what? planned. The, our 2020 mantra. The, I don't know. I've kept busy, like with work, although I, I took some days off, but. I used that time to get some chores done. I brushed the cats, not Odo very much because he was extremely uncooperative. Mm, um, I get it. But like, uh, oh, a lot of Destiny stuff. I guess I've been, hey, there's the bebe. Oh my God, she looks like me after I ate like 10 Oreos last night and passed out. <laughs> um, yep. But I don't know, like I've I've hit a balance this week where I'm not going stir crazy and I feel productive and I'm staying entertained. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know how I've struck this balance because I haven't really tried, but I feel good. Yeah. And I didn't that's expect awesome. to feel good at the end of the week. Yeah, that's really great. Well, yeah. one thing that I've been doing recently, so when we first brought Eleanor home, when I was feeding her overnight, um, I would watch things on my phone. Mm-hmm. And like it was kind of awkward the way that I had to hold my phone, and then I like, just realized that I was just sitting there watching like shit. Like I was watching the um, <laughs> Amy Schumer's like documentary on HBO about her pregnancy, and like I don't really like Amy Schumer that much. And I found myself like on episode three of her like being pregnant and throwing up a lot, and I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah, I um, feel like that's a personality based thing where if you don't like yeah. the person involved, right? Is there yeah, a lot it, to get out of it? No. Especially well, you just not, went not through me. that. Do you, yeah, do, you like, need to, <laughs> do you need to see it again? And to be fair, her pregnancy seemed much harder than mine, so that sucks. But, like, no, I didn't really need to be seeing it. So I had randomly one of my friends who I haven't spoken to in a while. Um, she is in politics, and she does, like, campaign management stuff. And her campaign mm-hmm. just ended, and she, so she's been, like, super busy. And now she's taking some time off, so she reached out, and we've been trying to do, like, online yoga with each other, like, nice. at least several times a week, which is really nice. But we were talking about books and stuff, and I have changed my habit to overnight, I am now reading on my phone instead of watching there things on my go. phone. There you go. And it is That's so much better. I finished Vacation Land, which I loved. It's a really um, good book. It was really good. I really, yeah. really liked it. Um, and I finished uh, something called, Well, That Escalated Quickly. Um, by Francesca Ramsey, I think her name is, um, which was also really interesting. It was a book about like her experiences becoming an accidental activist. Um, and it was a little I've, bit... I've heard of that. I had another one of my friends recommend that to me. One of my, she's like a librarian, a library oh, scientist, nice. and she Is she the one that like reads so much? Books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, I've read 100 books. I'm like, I'm too deep in the year. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was good. I liked it a lot. And I, it was something that I like ran. I think it was on sale in the bookstore app. And so I just was like, fuck it. Like, it's two bucks. Yeah. May as well. That's great. Um, 
And now I'm finally making my way through. I don't know why it's taking me so long. I keep on reading it and I really enjoy it. And then I just stop reading and then it goes like several years. And then I'm like, shit, I should keep mm-hmm. reading this. Um, <laughs> but I am 75% of the way through The Way of Kings, which is very good. And the next one is coming out relatively soon. Uh, it's the Brandon Sanderson book. It's the Killing... I almost just called it the wrong thing. I don't remember what the series is called, but there's, mm. it's called The Way of Kings. The Way of Kings is the first book. Words of Radiance is the second. And uh, I think there's a third one, and the fourth is about to come out. And they're, like, mm-hmm. big books. Yeah. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. And, like, last night she had been, you know, I hold her upright for about 20 minutes afterwards because she gets a lot of reflux and she spits up. And if I don't mm-hmm. hold her up, it tends yeah. to be worse. Um, so I got to the end of the 20 minutes. I was like, I'll just give it another, like, 10. <laughs> I was enjoying my reading in the middle of the night so much. That's great. No, that's really yeah. good. I uh, I stopped my reading for a bit because the first three books I read this year were the Tolkien books uh, that mm. came out in the last, like, decade. And we all know how that went. Um, <laughs> I got very preoccupied with those books. Um, and I when I started writing the scripts that don't matter. I was in the middle of, uh, I think I mentioned this to you, the book Exhalation by Ted Chang, the guy who uh, wrote uh, Story of Your Life, which is what the movie Arrival is based on. So like very like heady, thoughtful Mm. stories. And Exhalation is a collection of short stories. So I finally finished that. It's great. Every story has like some slightly perspective shifting bit in it that like stuck with me. But I, it, it, it did continue the trend where in the past few years when I've been trying to keep my reading up, where I still look at reading as a bit of a chore. Right. Now, I've started a book where uh, right after finishing Exhalation, and I'm like maybe quarter of the way through it, and it's going to surprise you that this is the book that's doing this. Um, it's a book that when I sit down to read, I am excited. When I have okay. to decide between watching something, playing games, or reading, I will choose reading. Uh, and taking my active notes, which is something I've started doing this year, has been really fun. The book yeah. is Dune by Frank hey, Herbert. That's amazing. Which is which is like oh. is kind of in the pantheon with Lord of the Rings for dense, complicated yeah. books. But oh my god, it's so good. It is yeah. where where Lord of the Rings is very much based on like the world and how people react to the world. The way that this book handles characterization. Uh, I I've never met something where people feel so fleshed out and realistic and like so quickly. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So I don't know. I've been really enjoying Dune, and I know that Den- Dennis Villeneuve, who directed Arrival and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, is doing the new Dune movies. Nice. So, um, getting so lo- Yeah. So now I can get ahead of that. I never saw the first Dune movie with Patrick Stewart, um, which is from the mid eighties. So same. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm also really enjoying my reading. Yay, so if I take a break so from cool. the game today, it's probably going to be to read Dune because it's it. really good. It's really, so really good. I My dad read Dune when he was growing up and he got really excited mm-hmm. for me to read Dune, but I tried it when I was like way too young uh, yeah. and, and never it's went all, back to it. It's all it, political. Yeah. I was like 10 or 11, I think, and like I, I was not ready. No, um, if, if if anyone had showed that to me, I think if I read that book when I was 17, I still would have been like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but um, but that's good to know because I am, you know, I'm probably going to be up in the middle. Oh, she's making the saddest face right now. She's like asleep, but she's going like me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a frowny face for those who yes. are not watching, so, which is everyone yeah. but Colin. <laughs> well, some things never change. 
Hmm. Um, Hi, cute face. Oh my but god. Yeah. I love I know that so much, the, you know? <laughs> I mean, this, that means everything's kind of working as expected, so that's good. <laughs> um, I remember at the beginning of the year we were talking about like book club stuff, and then, you know, 2020 oh, yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I got sidetracked with my scripts that don't matter. <laughs> I, and I, I got just. got sidetracked with my baby. <laughs> with my baby. Um, but yeah, no, that'd be cool. I think that like once our book completion sync up we could find something besides the sawbones book to like dive into together yeah um it sucks because i have all these really awesome physical books that i want to read but i can't mm. i can't hold them currently like and there's no time really in between i mean could i make time probably but i also need to do things like nap and feed yeah myself <laughs> um, your schedule is 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 erratic to the point yeah. where things need to fit into it right right and so really, I can only read things on my phone right now. So I have mm -hmm. this book called Washington Black that I really want to read. I mm -hmm. haven't finished the Sawbones book yet. Um, I got the newest uh, Pedals to the Metal. Oh, which... I did. Yeah, I did go through that. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm working my way through. I actually am about a third of the way through right now, which is like one of those things that you'd think it'd, it'd be the easiest thing to just read through. But like, I literally have five minutes at a time to like look at yeah. pages. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I had an eye doctor's appointment the other day, and so I brought it with me. And when I was waiting in the parking lot to be called in, I just read for a little while, and I was like, this mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so Adventure Zone comic books, the graphic novels. The first two I thought were fun novelties. Mm -hmm. um, and Murder on the Rockport Limited helped a lot because I, I really enjoyed listening to Murder on the Rockport Limited when yeah. it came out yeah. in podcast form. Me but too. it's been so long. Seeing it visualized, I don't know, it really brought back and recontextualized the memories in a lot. Pedals to the Metal was the arc that, when I listened to it, I probably paid attention to the least. Mm -hmm. Like, I binged the show, like, right as Balance was ending. So yeah. the Pedals to the Metal story, like, never stuck out to me aside from a couple of the racing scenes. And this graphic novel, I'm so glad I read it. I think yeah. it is, it's the best of the three so far. It felt really compelling. It it, it, I don't know. I, I thought that it went from like a novelty, oh, here's a visual thing of the thing I like, and went to right. this is a, a, cool a way series. of telling the story yeah. that is vital in a way that the podcast, yeah. what, like they're different, totally different ways of tackling right. it. And for the first time, this didn't feel like an add on to me. This felt like this is a That's good awesome. substitute. So yeah, I hope you finish cool. it. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's really pretty. There are, my biggest complaint is just there are a couple points in it where some of the full page art I like don't. I can't really tell what's happening. Mm. Did you read a lot of graphic novels when you were younger? Is that like no, a big thing for you? It's not. Oh. And actually that's part of like, I, I feel like I'm really bad at reading graphic novels because I'm Same. so text driven that I feel yeah. like I don't enjoy the art as much as I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like I, I, I focus so much on the text bubbles and trying to make sure I'm like, I'm just going through them as well as I can. And then at the end yeah. of the page, I'm like, I didn't see anything. I have to and pause I keep... myself before I fl like flip the page and like look yeah. at the art. Yeah, and especially and I think what Petals of the Metal does well is the the visuals are just as important to the plot. I think. Mm. Um, I think That's that there are too. instances where a lot of the a lot of because it's so much more action heavy than the last two stories. Yeah. There are entire sequences where it's just like pages and pages of images, which is good for a graphic novel, but <laughs> like. For as someone who also feels bad at reading them, it sort of forced me to slow down and like, yeah. I need to look at these pictures to understand it. That's it is cool. a weird complaint that like, oh, this book has too many pictures to yeah. make sense. 
But um, oh, yeah, because I also honey. Did <laughs> I you also hear read. That? Uh, I did I'm not know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I read V for Vendetta last year. Oh yeah, um, I remember and, that. And I think, and I had, a, I had a similar experience with that, where it's just like it's. I had to shift into that mode, which is not natural yeah. for me. But like once yeah. I did, um, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, pedals to the metal is very good. It has it has me like legitimately excited for the next graphic novels, not just as like a, oh cool this, but like oh fuck, yeah. I want to see what what Crystal Kingdom is gonna look like. Oh, Crystal Kingdom. I have to say, like I know that we disagree on what our favorite Adventure Zone story mm-hmm. was but i still think balance is my favorite yeah <laughs> why are you so sad why are you so sad there's nothing to be sad. so yeah i mean i don't think like i think balance is undis- indisputably the king um, particularly because I think what it did well was it let characters just be wild and nuts mm-hmm. and it allowed them to play off each other in interesting ways. Uh, I don't know if you just listened to the recent The The Adventure Zone Zone where they broke down like where they are in graduation and they sort of copped to the fact that like, yeah, kind of wish that I did this entire campaign a bit differently because now yeah. I think it's starting to pick up. But um, I-, I think I liked Amnesty as a story better than I liked the story the story of balance but um i think balance is you cannot argue with like it is super fun and the characters are super fun and what they go through feels meaningful because you like them so much yeah yeah um but yeah uh pedals to the metal was never my favorite so the fact that i enjoyed the the book so much is exciting i liked pedals to the metal i remember the plant interaction at the trust being really funny, and it was equally good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he sliced my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Once I finish Dune, I'll see where you are in your sort of book situation, and yeah. uh, kind of move move forward from there. Because I don't have anything planned after Dune. I'm actually I kind just... of looking. I mean, I'm reading Way of Kings, which is probably going to take me a little while. But yeah. like, I was I've been looking through the bookstore to see which I want next. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep feeling like I should read more nonfiction. I should read more nonfiction, but like, yeah, it's it it, it as someone who already f- finds it sometimes a chore to read. It's uh, I don't know. It's hard to find yeah. the motivation as as it is with a lot of things. Well, me, I think if you're but. forcing yourself into reading nonfiction for reading nonfiction's sake, then you're not going to get anywhere. I think if you find a nonfiction book that intrigues you, then it's going to be great, right? Like. Yeah. I remember reading Into Thin Air was like one of the first nonfiction books that I read. And that, like, yeah. I love that book. But mm-hmm. it's because it's not like, I don't know. I feel like when you're, at least when I was growing up, like there was such a, such a distinction between fiction and nonfiction where like nonfiction just felt so boring. And like, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like I, there are gaps in my knowledge where like I could just read a book and then that gap will be filled and it's just like <laughs> I don't know I I with a little bit of willpower I could do it I just um I don't know it's one of those things where I feel like I'd need a bit of guidance or support but I have no idea I think mm-hmm. choosing a topic that you I don't know that I just feel like if you're feeling that way then reading it is not going to be less of a chore right like that's still going to yeah. feel like a chore yeah no you're right um, hmm, totally lost what I was going to say. And was it oh, because yeah. my little baby was crying? <laughs> yes. Was it because you were crying? 
it is a carrion yeah. call that just blows all sense of consciousness out of my brain. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, yes, I'm holding a little a little toy Enterprise because I have like a bunch of these floating around. Yeah. Um, we're now about five episodes into Star Trek Lower Decks. Are you having fun with it? I am. It took me a couple episodes. I was kind of yeah. pretty neutral about it for the first, I think, two. Yeah. And then, so there's something about the third one that just hit me right. I think part of it was also the timing. Like, when I watched yeah. the first episode, she was, what, like, a couple weeks old or a couple weeks mm. from being home and, like, everything was still, like... Yeah. It was just in, in eat, sleep, poop. I mean, not that we're, we're still in eat, sleep, poop. Like, this, this, that didn't go away. But the sleeping is a little bit longer. And yeah. she smiles now, which is great. So, you know. That helps. It helps. Tell me I'm uh, doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think going back and watching the first two episodes probably isn't a, a bad idea. But I've been really enjoying it. I watched this week's yeah. episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because this week's episode started out very much like, uh-oh, jealous co-workers dating other people, workplace comedy. Mm-hmm. For the first, like, ten minutes, I was like, I, I don't know if yeah. this is going to do it for me. But they twisted things around in a fun way. And the actual, like, Star Trek plot of the moon exploding and the politics yeah. around that. Oh, my God. That was really good. That felt so like something I would see in Next Generation. Yeah. No, uh, spoiler ended. alert ahead when he was like, well, both of us. And she was like, how many fucking people are on your plan or whatever it was? She was like, there's, there's two of us. <laughs> we just redid the floors. We're um, very wealthy. Which is, which is, yes, it's, <laughs> it's just very fun. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it, it exists in a weird space where it's, it, I, and, and I've talked to Jocelyn about this because obviously like she works for Chipmouse. I'm doing work for yeah. Titmouse and I am really hoping I get to work on that show at some point. Ugh, and she so cool. knows people who work on that show. Um, but like, it's so weird in Star Trek Lower Decks how much effort they put into making it mimic live action. Like, you don't mm. think about it, but the way that they frame certain sets are the way that you would shoot the real sets with a camera. Whereas right. in animation, things might not move as much or they move on like different angles and axes and it's just it 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 gives it a weird sense of mundanity but then there are the moments that they break out of it i don't know it it exists in this really strange space in my mind but um uh, i've also had to deal with the fact that like with other star trek shows i can be like a star trek fan would like this a non-star trek fan would not like i'm able Mm. to to focus those things every time a movie comes out um i'll be like if you don't like star trek maybe don't see this one right or with like the chris pine movies like you you'll like this regardless yeah i can't i can't do that with lower decks because the baseline of the show is like we assume you get it we assume you've met us at this starting point of what is starfleet what is the federation what are all these things the the oh my god the line in this episode when boimler is jealous of the hot lieutenant he calls him a kirk sunday with trip tucker sprinkles yeah i i heard that and i was like oh my god they brought tucker into it yeah and then they had a sulaban reference later in the show so like it's just it is it is from this well even when they they were said the most important man in the Federation and had a statue of Miles O'Brien or whatever it was. Like, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it is so much of the humor so is good. at yeah. an understanding of the franchise. Yeah. That, yeah. like, I have no idea if I would like these shows, like these jokes, if I didn't know it so much. And I talked to Jocelyn about it. No, I don't think it, who, so. I mean, yeah, well, well she, she knows Star Trek because she's known me a long time. So I've, like, yeah. 
post Star Trek her way. But like, I mean, <laughs> but like Rebecca's loving it, but she's also at a point where like she doesn't realize how much she knows about Star Trek and she'll just start mm. like floating out facts and trivia. So she loves it. But I'm just like, if I don't, and I'm wondering if this is a failing of the show. If you don't understand that at this point in time, everyone in the Federation believes it's like it's a utopia, mm. and if you don't get the implications of that, do does any of it make sense? Do any of these workplace jokes make sense against that backdrop? Because without that backdrop, which the show only spends like ten seconds explaining in the first episode, yeah. like how do you how do you sell that? Because I'm reading a lot of reviews that are like kind of mixed, and I'm just mm. like, I love it so much, but yeah. I can't like I can ask myself these questions, but I can't answer them because right. I just I've always been bought into it. So it's yeah. it's weird. So I love it. I love it to death. I think it's very fun and funny. The fact that the universe is balanced on the edge of a giant koala is maybe my favorite fact <laughs> in in Star Trek now. It's so good. Is Haley yeah. Joel Osment screaming, why is he smiling as he ascends into the koala's face? I did not notice. I didn't know that was Haley Joel Osment until I listened to yeah. the uh, Greatest Generation yep. pilot. It was pretty great. I, or the Greatest yeah, Discovery. Yeah, it is very good. But um, yeah, you've been going through Picard again. What motivated that? Well, I had been watching Lower Decks, and then I watched the 2009 Star Trek movie, and I was like, mm-hmm. shit, this is pretty fun. And uh, I yeah. don't know, I was just looking for something that I didn't need to... I'm still in a place where it's hard for me to like mm-hmm. absorb new information. Like, the book that I'm reading is kind of the maximum amount that I can like. Yeah, I get that. absorb at any given time. Uh, and, you know, Picard Season 2 is coming out, and... Uh, I just, you know, Patrick Stewart is great. So I just watched a couple episodes yesterday, and then all of a sudden I was on, like, episode four. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just rewatching. I think also I'm probably going to rewatch Disco if I... Yeah. I'm thinking I about it because we're, time. what, like, five or six weeks away from the new season of Discovery. Yeah. Um, it's pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. October 15th, I think, is when that comes out. And I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I talked to... We talked about this on the Common uh, Briefing program that came out today. Um... And I think I told you, like, the, there are rumors that the next season of Picard may center around people seceding from the Federation yeah, uh, as an allegory for Brexit. And Austin was like, I don't know, I think Trexit's pretty compelling. And so I love the idea that hashtag yeah. Trexit could be a thing. That's pretty great. <laughs> I really want it to be a thing. It's very good. Um, well, I guess it's probably too late into production to make it a thing, but you could start the hashtag now. They haven't started filming yet. I think they're going to oh, start filming soon. No, oh, okay. Picard season two, um, they're writing, uh, they, but they haven't started filming yet, which mm. makes sense given everything. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, I, I take it then since you're <laughs> – did you just eat your child? What just happened? Yes. I, just I saw you open your mouth cheeks. like a shark, and then your face <laughs> went out of the screen. And for all I know, that baby uh, is dead. Yeah, you know, there's just some times when you can't control yourself and you just need to nom on some chubby cheeks. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Emphatic yes. Um, I do that with my cats a lot. Yeah. The difference is because they're cats, A, they don't like it. B, I get covered in fur. And C, I start <laughs> sneezing. So not quite as great. Um, she was eating but, today, and I texted Charles, and I was like, have you ever been yelled at while you're eating? Because she made eye contact with me, and I pretty much just yelled at her, I love you! And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened. It just came out. 
<laughs> I take it then since you uh since you haven't been um watching things very dedicatedly uh, I've been watching you... absolute garbage instead. It's been great. Well, have you cuz I know that last time we recorded I had a problem with this and by necessity I don't anymore. Have you caught up on Taskmaster? Oh. I haven't watched yesterday's episode, but yes, I'm caught up. Do you see what I mean about season seven is unusually hilarious? I really These enjoy contest- season seven, yeah. These contestants are so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, Phil it's a Wang's- really, really good one. Phil Wang is amazing. Phil, I think is every season I have like a, a, a someone that is my favorite, either because they're the underdog or because they're very yeah. funny or just their mannerisms. But I think every single person in this season... It, all five contestants, I love them so much because they all have, they're all the underdogs. Like, they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's at true. one point or another, they're all very bad at it. Um, yeah. But Phil Wang's fucking costume. Oh, my God. His unitard. I love that and he I love just, it. like, at the beginning, he was just like, yeah, and then you can also just see my digging balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's an, it's an homage to Jet Li or Bruce Lee, uh, and you can see my cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, i have a least favorite but like it's not even that yeah like, i don't know yeah it's, it's a good uh, season. i don't know i i've been super duper enjoying it it's the thing i look forward to most um yeah. rebecca and i recently binged through the sopranos which mm. i don't know if you know this sopranos is a pretty good tv show i've heard i've know. never watched so i cannot confirm nor deny uh it's pretty good <laughs> by that i mean it deserves all the praise it's ever yeah. gotten it's yeah. really phenomenal um yeah james gandolfini as tony soprano it's like i read uh after the series ended i was so concerned with spoilers i read nothing until we finished it yeah um but i was just like reading reviews about james gandolfini it's like yeah he's in a totally different class when you consider best tv actors like there's him and mm-hmm. then there's everyone else and i think i agree with that because usually i like to critique people's performances you know i, I get really nitpicky about shows you never <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> god damn i know that this show ended 13 years ago but you forget that he's an actor you forget yeah. that it's not him i watched a thing of him on sesame street as himself and i'm like who the fuck is this yeah it's it's it is he's uncannily good so i love that show to death. Cool. Yeah. but now we're going through because you know crime drama we were like well now let's go through breaking bad um i couldn't finish breaking bad I know, yeah. You and I have had this conversation before. Breaking Bad has long been one of my favorite shows on TV. Watching it back to back with Sopranos, though, is just like wow, such different styles yeah. of of how to do a a crime drama. Um, but because I'm watching the, that stuff with her uh, and Lower Decks and Taskmaster are once a week, both Thursdays, which is awesome. Yeah. But um, fucking. The only thing I've got to watch by myself now, and it's at Rebecca's behest, is Outlander, which is, <laughs> do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, wait, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen have it, seen and like, I've read a lot of the books. Okay. Um, yeah. I. It's really good, and it's by Ronald Moore and Ira Stephen Bear, so you'd think I'd be like fucking like, wow, this is on point about everything. I don't know. It's just, there are episodes that hit me and episodes where I'm just super bored. And it's like, it's good enough that I keep going and it's good enough that I'm not like, I need to find a better show, but it's just, it's very rarely grabbing me. I think because I'm so intrigued by the time travel stuff and it just like, it does not focus on that at all. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a show that I would like pin on you. Like I wouldn't expect you to be watching Outlander. 
the thing is, I've, I've heard only good things about it. It is notoriously a very good show. It is very yeah. well-reviewed. A lot of people like it. Um, and I like Graham McTavish and people running around in kilts and yelling at each other in thick Scottish accents. It's yeah. fun. But... I think part uh, of it is that the books are a little bit more heavy on the romance. And so, like, I started with the books. So mm. I, like, still think of it as a romance, like, show. I think of it more as a sex show than romance. The amount of, well, of banging that happens on screen hey, for Colin, very long a, periods of time. I have a secret to tell you. That's what romance <laughs> yes. is and when it comes that's to not, novels. But that's not all romance is. That's the thing. <laughs> sex is a short... When it comes to cinema, sex is a shortcut to romance. When and you're they're, talking they're... about romance novels, they're not talking okay. about... Okay. Like romance novels. Romance. Yeah. Because you can you can have you can have rom- romantic stories that are not focused on sex, but right. there are more sexual scenes than there are like exclusively sexual scenes in the show than there are exclusively romantic scenes. Yeah. You know? No, that's like, exactly they, they, that's that is a romance novel. Like that's. Yeah. Okay. It's just Tr- sex. cool. I don't read romance yeah. novels apparently, so that's that explains that misunderstanding. But like. Uh, it's so that housewives can feel okay about not watching, you know, whatever. They're like, oh, it's a romance <laughs> novel. It's sex. That's what romance novels are. That's literally the whole point. Yeah. Then just call but them yeah. sex novels. Stop being a prude. Admit that you're a horny bitch, everybody in the library. <laughs> mm. But yeah. um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time, like, really getting into it. The, the, it's just, it's it feels... So abusive because it's like Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. Here's a little nugget of time travel. Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. I'm yeah. like, just give me more nuggets. I want more time <laughs> nuggets. Because that's that's time what nuggets. I'm in it for. Yeah. And like I ended season, season one and I one? had, I'm like halfway through season two. Okay. Um, There's more and, time travel in some of the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a prediction. Feel free to not spoil this for me. Um, but I, I got to a point where, you know, obviously one of the conceits is uh, she's from the 40s. She's married to a man. She gets sent back in time, and she sees that man's ancestor, and it looks just like him, except in the past his ancestor's a total dickhole. And I now have a prediction that that is her husband in the future and that he time-traveled in the future and manipulated the shit out of her. That's what I think is going on. And the reason I feel good about this is I called a shot in season one where, like, that person's from the future as well. Like, the minute I saw her, I'm like, she's from the future. And I was right. Um... So I don't know. It's I, I. It's weird to complain about a show that I could just stop watching, but like <laughs> I, 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 I want it to just be a little more of the thing I like about it. Yeah. Just, just tweak the balance a little more because Ira Bear and Ronald D. Moore are good writers. Are very good writers. Yeah. Uh, and they do a very good job with this show. But I don't know. That's... Yeah, I'm not fully caught up. I, I, because I don't have stars or whatever it's on. I don't remember. So I like yeah. Showtime. Um, so it yeah, showed up on I, Netflix, I so. and I think I watched whatever was on Netflix. So I think there's at least yeah, one or two more seasons that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, uh, but... Rebecca, I think has that subscription, so she caught up on it recently. But I don't know. I'm kind of debating whether to like really continue watching this because like last night I hit an episode that like had me like wrapped, but the mm-hmm. episodes before that didn't. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just I'm having trouble. Th- I want to check out Lovecraft Country, but I, d- oh, I don't know. Same. It looks someone posted like that they were watching it and said like it's really bizarre, and that was the only comment that they had. And I was like, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's what it's it's about. Yeah, the the clear allegory of you know H.P. Lovecraft was a very racist person, <laughs> and all of his yeah. writings are coded with thick racist undertones. 
Um, and then it's it's based on a book about uh, people living in his era, per- personifying their struggles with Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bizarre. Um, I do want to watch it, though. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. Do I'm, just, I'm not feeling inspired. Have I, have I watched Dark? Yeah, on Netflix? Yeah, I watched part of the first season for an episode of Common Geeking Program like a year and a half ago, maybe. Uh, didn't grab me. I don't know why. Do you watch just like a random first season episode? I watched like the first four or five episodes uh, and then I had Ryan and Pat uh, explain Mm. to me a lot of the rest because I didn't want to finish it. I don't know. That didn't grab me. I thought it would. Like in my mind, the shows Dark and Chernobyl were sort of in the same level. But now having watched both Dark and Chernobyl, Dark was like, this is interesting. And Chernobyl was like, oh my God, I love this so much. But I still haven't watched Chernobyl actually. But I, it took episodes. me, it took me a while to get into Dark, but I really like Dark, and they just came mm-hmm. out with season three right when Eleanor was born, mm-hmm. and I can't focus on it because you have to. I I watch in German yeah, subtitles. Yep. And yeah, it sucks because I think about it a lot, where I just really want to watch it, but I like can't. I don't have the time to do it yet. Yeah. But I think, I mean, you know, you we watch four or five episodes, like maybe you're not gonna get it, but I think it took me like most of the first season to actually start really enjoying it. I think that's maybe the the issue I'm having with Outlanders generally. uh, And I I had this experience with Game of Thrones uh, where like somewhere when it was in season four or five airing, I was like, I'm going to check it out. Everyone likes it. Everyone says it's like Lord of the Rings, but on TV, I'm going to watch it. Uh, And then I got through the first season. I'm like, when am I supposed to start liking this? And then people were like, oh, you got to get through season two. And I went through season two. I'm like, now? They're like, no, no, you got to get through season three. I'm like, okay, let's do the math here. How much, what percentage of the show do I have to watch to enjoy it? And that's the thing with Outlander. We've talked about that before, too. Yeah. We're like, when we were giving each other's show recommendations, we were like, all right, give it three episodes. Or depending on the series, we were like, all right, you got to give it like this amount of time. Yeah. I mean, and if you give me shows like Orphan Black, which you had me watch, and that show's great. Um, it like that had me interested in the first episode and maybe hooked by episode two or three. Yeah. And I understand that like the, the term Netflix drift, uh, the idea that like, oh, because you can binge it and because it can be so serialized, the pacing doesn't pick up till later. I I mean, it's still, that is unfortunate. It is. And, and I feel like a lot of shows are like, but we can take our time. I'm like, but please don't. Please right. like front load this a little bit point, more. Yeah. yeah, and and Dark was one of those shows where I'm like, this has a lot of promise, but there's not enough for me to like it now. Like you don't just need to plant the seeds; you need to make me right. like it now. Right, right. Um, and Orphan Black did that. Breaking Bad. Pe- like I'll always have conversations where people are like, "When did you get into it?" And I know for you, it was never. And for a lot of people, it was like episode yeah. two. For me, it is like the opening shot when there are pants falling out of the sky in slow motion. Like from then, yeah. I was on it. Yeah. Um, even Sopranos took me a few episodes though, but just like Outlander is such a weird thing for me because I don't think I've had the moment where I'm hooked, but there are moments where I'm like, I want more of this. Mm. And I, I think it's coming right away and it's not. I'm just like stuck in this yeah. loop. I think it's probably worth continuing to watch, but I don't think it's worth like having it be the thing you're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I guess I just need to put some thought into uh, what I'll watch next. Or I'll just keep reading Dune. Apparently there yeah. are like six Dune books. There's a lot of Dune so, books. Yeah. I should really this, read this Dune. This book's long too. It's yeah. a very long book. 
Um, but yeah, the most interesting new show that I've watched recently is Taskmaster. So. Taskmaster is so good. It's I so like good. Tax- Taskmaster a lot more than I like Outlander. Yeah, same. I mean, let's be honest. It's just better. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of like absolute garbage because I can just kind of put it on and not feel guilty about mm-hmm. missing it. Um, yeah. And then I'm doing the thing where I started watching a show called Heart of Dixie, which is like, it's not garbage, but it's not very good. Um, and it's about this like big city surgeon who wants to like, she wants to be a surgeon. She's trying to get into her fellowship and like her fellowship director is like, you need to become a family doctor for a year before you make it into this program. And so she like does in a small town in Georgia or whatever, which like, by the way, not how that works. You can't just go to residency for surgery and then be like, all right, I'll be a family doctor now. You have to go to family residency, family practice residency. Like that is a thing. And I feel very strongly about it. Um, but, so she like goes to this like tiny town in Georgia and like it's all about like how she doesn't know how to communicate with people. Like she's not a people person. She has to like fit into this small town as like a big city girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it for a while and just like I binged so hard. I watched so many episodes the first day I was watching it. And like I went to go take a nap and I like literally paused it and went to like put something else on. I was like, oh, no, I care about this garbage now. (laughs) Damn it. Um, So that's speaking of a class fish out of water story that is not garbage. Have you seen Shit's Creek? No, but I've heard only amazing things. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows that for me when it started, I was like, eh, I don't know. But like as it goes on, yeah, I, I won't even say like it gets tremendously better. It stays very much on the same track the whole time. It just took me a little while to acclimate. Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you with lower decks, but like the characters are so good and so funny. Um, and we're gonna watch the, the I think the next season, the last season is coming out on Netflix. Uh, oh, soon. Nice. I should watch that. So we're gonna I know we're gonna do that. They're the uh, who's it? Eugene Levy and and oh, Dan Levy, his son. Who's who's the actor and the actress that work together? Because they were they do all of um, oh Catherine O'Hara, yeah they do all of yeah. that. Oh my god, my brain is literally shutting down right now. Like <laughs> A Mighty Wind and um, Best in Show and all of those movies. Like, yeah, they yep. play off each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And somehow I, I didn't realize that they were on screen together in Schitt's Creek. Like I yeah, think I knew they're... it from sight, but not really. The mom plays such a caricature. Yeah. Uh, like with an inscrutable mix of fake accents uh, that is so pretentious. Every, oh my God, everybody in that show is like really fantastic. Uh, I have such an appreciation for Dan Levy as a performer. His, he and the, the oh, I can't remember her name, the person who plays his sister, they have so much subtlety yeah. for being like very Valley, Valley Girl style, sort of just like, they think they're better than everything. You're making a lot of facial expressions, and it's pretty great. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm trying to, but that—that's where so much of it comes from. Is yeah. is in the show? They their face acting alone yeah. deserves. It. There needs to be an Emmy for face acting, like outstanding <laughs> actor, outstanding face actor. That needs to be a thing. And yeah, because that's a show where if you listen to it versus watching it, like you don't need to hardcore pay attention to it, but you should be looking at the screen yeah. because it, their performances bring so much to it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's on my list. I just need to actually, I just yeah. need to watch it because it's it's, it's not that, I've only heard it's good not things. that long. Um, yeah, I just need to maybe. Yeah, I totally forgot what I was gonna say again. I don't know. It's I wish that there was more to talk about. 
than just what we're watching. But this is the world. Well, yeah, this is the world now. I mean, my entire life is taking care of Eleanor. Like, Charles went back to work yeah. full time, which is not terrible. Like, it's only four days a week, but two of those days are really, really long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, I blink and the whole day is gone. Like, I just don't even yeah. know where the time goes. Um, and it really is just, like, she's still in the... She really still is in, like, she eats and she sleeps and she poops. And, like, she's awake yep. sometimes, but not all the time. And when she is awake, like, she doesn't really interact with things yet. Like, she can look at things, but also she, so she was really, really breached. She was, like, her head was stuck mm. up underneath my left rib, um, which is not where it's, it's good place to for be. head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she has kind of a really silly head shape where the back of her head has, like, a big outcropping almost um and so she can't lie with her head flat on the ground like she can't just lie down with her face up because she's got this big bulge in the back of her head like it sticks out like a like a little bit like alien she's a xenomorph she's a xenomorph um and it's getting better like as she gets bigger her head is gonna like round out and it's gonna be totally like you're not gonna be able to notice it but like she can only really look to her side when she's lying down unless I literally sit there and her hold her head up. And like, so she's, she doesn't interact with things that much. She can hear things and she can look at stuff. She's not grabbing anything yet. She cries. She eats. So like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I'm just here to keep her alive for now. You know, like that's, that's still the mode we're in. And I have to say like when we first recorded, um, everyone says that the first two weeks that you have them home are the hardest. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it was for me. Um, I mean, there were things that were really difficult about them, but like she really just would eat and then fall asleep immediately. And she slept the whole time. Like it was, that was it. Like when she was crying, she was hungry and there was no question about that. And now, like in the past couple of weeks, she cries a lot for no reason. And also partly because she has some colic. And so like she's uncomfortable and like her stomach hurts. There's nothing you can do about that except for just like listen to her cry. And that sucks because yeah, (laughs) like... For all the yep. reasons. <laughs> um, mainly, which I want to make her not hurt, and I can't, and that sucks. So it's that's, definitely that's been... That's heartbreaking. Yeah, it definitely got a lot harder um, a couple weeks after. She's 10 weeks now? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's been 10 weeks since you had the baby. It's been 10 weeks, yeah. And it's just flying by. Like, my whole day, like, time has yeah. absolutely no meaning. And yeah, so, like, people wow. are like, hey, what's new with you? I'm like... That's not a real question. No, yeah. <laughs> I have I have a newborn in a pandemic. Like yeah. every day I'm in Groundhog's Day basically. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, that's something that would be fun. just just off the cuff recommendation uh, on Hulu. The movie Palm Springs is a Groundhog Day. Oh, I just scared the shit out of my dog. Oh my god, that be- it looked like she was trying to slap you in the face. <laughs> Those hands came up out of nowhere. <laughs> What's funny is you paid attention, didn't, bitch. Whack, whack. She didn't open her eyes, and now her arms are still totally straight out, and her hands are like, like her fingers and everything is really stiff out, but they're both just like straight, and it's very silly. She's she a witch. This, she She's a witch. I'm not watching a witch. too much Outlander. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Palm Springs really liked that movie. Put really it on good. randomly, and was like, "What the fuck? This is so good." Yeah, it was super good for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really uh, loved I, it. Yeah, I wish I had more to say about it, but it's just, it's, it is, it is, it is a time loop movie that is so, 
it is it is so much more brutal with the realities yeah. of what a time loop will be like from a, yeah. both a physical and psychological standpoint and i love Kristen Milioti, I love Andy Samberg. So just yeah. watching them play off each other for hours is great. And like every time that like there was something in there for like a jump scare or like a character reveal, like I gasped. I was yeah. into it. Like <laughs> it it brought me along the ride. It was good. Yeah. I did super fun. So part of the reason I watched it is that um this is such a I mean it's it is what it is. But the so critical role, um one mm-hmm. of the cast members of Critical Role is Sam Regal and his wife mm-hmm. is a director, um, photographer, like does all, all sorts of stuff yeah. in movies. And she was, I think, the director of photography, maybe. Nice. Um, of that movie. I'm not hundred percent sure. But he like was on it wasn't even critical role, it was like their talk show, you know, on the side. And he was like, Oh yeah, Palm Strings, go watch it on Hulu and I was like, Fuck it, why not? And I was Yep. I had no expectations of it, and I think part of that is why I liked it as much as I did, because I, like, didn't expect it to be good, necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it just was. And I think, you know, I don't want to overhype it and, like, have somebody be like, oh, it's okay. But, like, yeah. I thought it was it's great. It's like, yeah, I think it's super solid. Also, J.K. Simmons is one of my favorite actors. Oh, he was um, so, yeah. Oh, man, I recently went through uh, Avatar, Last Airbender, and Legend mm. of Korra. Uh, and he plays Tenzin, like the 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 sort of mentor and legend of Korra. Have you yeah. ever seen the movie Whiplash? No. The m- movie that got him his his Oscar is an indie film with him and Miles Teller, where he plays an abusive jazz band director, like screaming, insulting all his students, throwing drum sets and chairs across the room, like absolutely vitriolic, horrible person. Whiplash, very good movie. What someone did was. They went through Legend of Korra and they replaced all his dialogue with dialogue oh from God. Whiplash. So it's like, Tenzin, I don't know what to do about my airbending. It's like, what are you going to fucking complain about it? Get the fuck out there, you piece of shit. And it's just, it's so ah, good. It's mean. really funny. Oh, it's, that and great. it's really well done. Uh, it's great. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm sure you maybe heard that the live action Last Airbender show lost the original creators. They quit. Oh no, was, I didn't hear that. Yeah, everyone Why was hyped about this. I'm trying sh- to make it live action. I literally don't understand. It is Here's the thing. I don't like anime, and the show is very much inspired by and styled after anime. I dislike sure. anime because of the style. So I like Avatar and Korra. Those shows are so good that I love them in spite of something I hate right. about them. Right. I I Korra but- admittedly is much more beautiful and with much more fluid animation so yeah but like for people who are turned off by either animation in general or that style of animation like for me i want a good live action version i really want it it just feels like one of those things where uh, we're not at a point with cgi yet where it's gonna feel good like it's just gonna feel cheesy i don't necessarily agree i think that it's i think that it's about production design you can design things that may not necessarily need cgi you'll need a lot of composite stuff but i mean look at how good lord of the Rings still holds up after 20 years but that's part of the thing is that like i going back and watching lord of the rings like it it holds up and i still really enjoy it but it i can see it as a movie and i didn't used to be able to do that you know what i mean like well yeah but i mean but like even after 20 years they can still do it where even when you notice stuff it doesn't always break the spell like the fact that the cave troll is cg and legolas is on it like it uh, like i personally am not taken out of the movie by that but also if they made that today 
you could probably make it a lot more seamless. I, I don't know. I, I think that the 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 criticism of CG bad is well, an oversimplification no, yeah, because you I don't can think do it. You can I do just, it right. Right. I just think that's one of those. Like it's one thing. It it's like how they were talking about it in the Greatest Discovery about how like the fact that this lower decks show is a Mm -hmm. animation like gives you so Mm -hmm. much more flexibility in like building out the world i just feel like that's true about avatar and like the way that they've built it like it there are limitations about trying to do a live action that don't make sense to me because if you're doing an animation you have so much more flexibility on making reality that's that's true but i think i'd actually and i didn't think about this until now but uh avatar the last airbender and the legend of korra they have something in common with lower decks which is the way that they're animated and framed is very much styled after live action it's not adventure time rick and morty stuff it's supposed to be grounded the camera angles feel grounded like they're shot from a certain angle at a certain level it moves in a certain way um and maybe that's why there's always a push for it is i think because of that it it yeah. it seems like a natural jump, but the yeah, obvious I, assumption there is like you need you need you need the people to get that done. Yeah. And M Night Shyamalan was not that person. No, no, that was not so... not even a little bit. Yeah, I just I don't oh, know. I'm one, the, Wait, I'm one of the fans that does watch. Are you gonna watch Aquaman? Because I put that on randomly in the background, and we were having a text conversation about it. It. So I said this over text message, but it really, like, speaking of computer generated and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. having something take you out of it because of the way that it looks because it Mm -hmm. isn't um, or it shouldn't be live action. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was watching Power Rangers and, like, from the 90s Power Rangers, not, like, an updated Power Rangers. Like, I couldn't (laughs) stop. Like, it took me out of the movie so hard every time they did anything. Yeah. And, like, that's how I see... Like, I haven't seen anything in the Avatar world that, like, would get away from that in live action. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's going to end up like, being cheesy. I, I think I disagree. I think that – and so uh, I've, I've also watched the – I like the Hobbit movies, and I watch all the behind-the-scenes on the Hobbit. There are shots in the Hobbit that look very fake that are actually pretty real, and that's just because of limitations with compositing and lighting. So but that's the thing. If there are limitations and there aren't on animation, why change it? That's my that's my thing is that you're asking to put yourself in a situation where you're never going to be able to live up to a world that has magic in it like that. So let, let me let me give you, an, how, me give you an example. This is my perspective. I, Obviously, everybody yeah. has, you know. Well, let me give you an example of what I'm thinking about. There was a um, Bayorn in the second Hobbit movie. Bayorn, he's the big skin changer, the guy that turns into a bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the intro shot of him is him chopping wood against like this crazy mountain vista. And the shot looks really fake. What actually happened was they shot him against those mountains. That was real. But then clouds rolled in and they had to take a shot from like 20 minutes earlier in the day. So the lighting's off a tiny bit and it's just like a, a weather change caused that sort of thing. Right. And because the Hobbit had such like a difficult production schedule and so many changes in the back end that like things that should be simple like what looked like a really fake shot was actually not a gigantic failure of cg teams as much as it was the symptom of scheduling issues right because and, and again not just lord of the rings but i also just watched the matrix recently like sure you can tell that those effects were made 20 years ago but it's so much of it comes down to the style and the design that like simply saying it's magical so it can't work i i i think is reductive 
And just because there are examples of it that don't work doesn't mean it can't work. Because we've had examples of it working. Uh, nobody complained in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame that, like, these characters look so fake. Thanos doesn't look like a real thing. But that doesn't ruin the movie. So, like, there are production design decisions yeah. that you can make that that allow it to work. And Avatar is not as magical as a lot of other stuff that's getting adapted. Yeah, I think it's partly, though, like, from... Okay, this is gonna... This is, like, totally just worth talking about it now. I've done zero research yeah. on it. I have, like, nothing to back mm-hmm. my claims. I'm just thinking about <laughs> it, and, like, this is... This feels true to me in this moment. Yes. Um, there's a difference between having, like, a character that is magical and, and like, mm-hmm. shooting things out of their hands and having, like, the physical world being changed around by magic like those are the effects like those are the things that i always find do take me out of it like when there's you know supposed to be shooting fire out of your hands or you Mm -hmm. know when i was watching his dark materials when like there's an animal speaking and they're trying to like you know yeah i don't know like those things i i haven't seen something that felt like it was supposed to be serious and real and still feel that way when it used to be animated you know what i mean like Mm. There's something about a character work versus like the manipulation of the environment that feels different to me. So and you I have like, an easier time buying a fake character than you yes. do a fake environment. Yes. And I feel like okay. the whole thing of Avatar is like all real characters, but what they interact with is the environment all the time. And like that's the thing that is manipulated. I, think, I mean, if 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 I'm just gonna like sketch out what it would take to adapt this. Again, throwing everything Shyamalan did out the window. And, and I think none of this comes down to writing or acting. I think this is all production design and effects work, um, both visual and special effects. Um, I, I mean, I think earthbending would be the one that would maybe be the most difficult, according to at least what would take you out of it. Mm-hmm. Because air is invisible. Right. Um Water moves anyway, and fire coming out of nowhere is not that hard to pull off relatively. I think that we've had movies do that successfully for a while. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I think I think the effects are there. It's just it needs to be. I'm scarred by Shyamalan. It comes out, I just realized it. <laughs> you're what? I'm scarred by Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched a, I watched that movie like when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. When I was going yeah, through the animated same. show, I looked up like this one-shot fight scene. One-shot fight scenes are supposed to be exciting. It was the most boring, pathetic thing I've ever seen. And the thing is, the animation of like the Earthbenders pulling up a rock and throwing it, that animation looked all right. The animation <laughs> and effects were not the problem. It's everything around it was oh. not designed to be compelling it wasn't yeah. shot well it, the the movement of the rock did not match the movement of the benders which is like mm, the, whole the movement is so core yeah to yeah. what gives these characters their feeling um i yeah. i think that That's it's entirely possible i just don't think we've had it done right and and yeah. my concerns with the show are not that it won't look good my concerns now are about the writing because right. the writers are gone um, or the casting, because who knows who's running casting now. Yeah. Um, I hope where... they do a better job with casting than they did. And That was the original promise, but the original yeah. promise was that they would be on the show, and now they're not. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Is it still on schedule? Like, is, is there, was there a release date, or were they just talking about doing it? No. Yeah. It was, they said in 2017 or 18, like, we're doing it. And there was mm-hmm. this one shot of, like, Aang and Appa from a big, big distance. Um, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. I I just I think the shows are so well conceived and well written and so earnest 
Yeah. That that it'd be easy to take a any other approach to a television series and just have it yeah fall flat. Right. Right. And so like I guess that's part of standpoint. it for me. Like I feel like it is so well done and well created. It's like is kind of you know, I don't know if there's like a perfect show, but I feel like it perfectly encapsulates what it wanted to do. That like it doesn't make sense to me that somebody mm-hmm. would want to want to redo it with the limitations of trying to make it seem real in live action. Like that's what doesn't make sense to me. Like I just I I, I guess I I guess it's I, for a wider audience, but then that just feels like it's for yeah. to make more money. Like, and that isn't well, also to a tell good more people the story. Well, that's unacceptable, Con. I don't like your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't, I mean, I want yeah. Rebecca to watch those shows so badly, but she will not watch an anime show. And like, that's just an example where like, hey, well, you if should this were tell in a different her to be format. a little bit more open minded because, you know, she's Italian. She'll stab me. <laughs> we just watch. We just watch all of the Sopranos. I know what she'll do to me. <laughs> I know. Will what there she'll be? Do to oh, me. no, that's not. I almost just made a Godfather joke. And then I was like, well, that's not the same show. Closer than you it's think. Not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> My little munchkin face has been asleep so much today. It's very alarming. She was awake so much yesterday that, like, now I'm worried that she's not okay. But she's just a baby. Sometimes she just doesn't, you know, she does what she wants. Pat recently adopted a cat, and he just messaged, he's been messaging me randomly with, uh, with you know, cat ownership questions. Mm. And he's just like, hey, is it normal for a cat to throw up? <laughs> yes. That it will, yeah. Like, at could be once a month could be a couple times a week it's all in the spectrum of normal yeah and he's yep. just like oh okay that's what cats, <laughs> cats just hurl babies just sometimes sleep too much yeah it's a weird thing oh she's so cute though she's been gaining weight she's almost 11 pounds now or she might be mm-hmm. 11 pounds at this point and so like she's starting to get the little chubby wrist rolls where like it looks a little bit like you've tied a <laughs> string around your like it's like yeah. a little sausage wrist <laughs> and her little cheeks are so chubby she's so cute you look so happy right now she's not crying i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean she's great and like watching her with charles is like literally the best thing it's great mm, yeah you I mean, I would expect a doctor would be very good with babies. A family practice doctor would be very good with babies. He's, you know, he's a new dad. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of training you have. Everyone's kind of on the same page. But he does, you know, he yeah. does great with it. I, 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 all I'm saying, all I'm saying is he does have extra training That's that a lot true. of dads don't have. I don't yeah. know how that manifests, but he does have more training. Well, it definitely helps when, like, you know, we had to give her Tylenol after she got her um, shots a couple weeks ago and like he just pulled out his phone to go onto his little thing to like dose her he was like well she weighs mm-hmm. blah 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 and blah 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 and I was like I would, I would have just been like help <laughs> but like he's he's like oh I've seen so many babies and like you know I take care of them whatever with the, from I've never seen a baby that poops this much because she poops all the time and then our her pediatrician was just like yeah I mean like she poops a lot like it just is what it is and he was like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, no, that's that's just what it does. Your cat pukes yeah. a lot. You just got to live with it. Yeah. Just go mm. through diapers. Oh, are but any yeah. of my cats in the room right now? No, I don't think so. Mm. I should probably, if she's going to keep sleeping, I should probably eat some food. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm getting to about lunchtime myself. Yeah. I need to, I need to eat something. Uh, I also I just think I'm totally out of things to say that are not. Uh, <laughs> Under under NDA from Titmouse. Yeah. But um, 
I mean, we covered but some good is, topics. We're reading. We're talking about yeah. watching and like, what it, the hell else are you doing during pandemic? Yeah. Um, God, I'm I'm trying to even just I can't even think a month in advance at this point. Also, oh, I've got, I've got like oh, so yeah. much stuff I'm doing for Dice Populi because that's been like growing. Destiny is occupying so much of my time because there's about to be a big change and mm. stuff. So I'm just. You could argue that nothing I'm doing is important and everything is a hobby. <laughs> and that's just and that's just it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm like when I think about what I'm going to be doing a month from now. Oh, I don't even try to think uh, about what I'm doing in the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why this is an exercise, because I am taking things so one day at a time. Yeah. Like if we talk, if we if you're free to talk again next month, like will anything of I'll have read more of Dune and maybe finished it. <laughs> The Destiny expansion yeah. won't be out. We'll still be watching Lower Decks. Like, yeah. It's funny because like, I am I'm very grateful and very lucky. I will be on maternity for about six months. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm not going back to work until the end of December, early January. And yeah. so like, this is all I see. This is it. And like, I know like logically that she's going to get older. And so like my interactions with her will change. And so, like, that will dramatically change my day. Yes. But also, like, there's still a pandemic. So it's still just going to be me and her hanging out all day, every day. All day, every day. And, like, part of that makes me really happy. And part of that is, like, I should really figure out how to spice it up a little. Yeah. That's that's kind of, that's the existential crisis I'm having right now is... Should I like try to set myself a challenge for the month or should I just kick back into because I'm doing a lot. I'm just like, it's all going to be the same. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of people's reality. Yeah. Yeah. Charles was like originally a couple weeks ago. He was like, you should really like, you know, try to start getting back into your hobbies and stuff. And then I left him alone for two hours to go to this doctor appointment. And he was like, I didn't even play my game because I just thought she was going to wake up. And I was like, yeah, that's what I do every day. But for 24 straight hours. The, the calculus of hobbies has changed. Yeah. Like, I can't take out my cross-stitching and get that going because the amount of time it'll yeah. take me to set it up will be the amount of time that I have. Yeah. Well, that's, why, that's why I didn't do Tony Hawk last night. I was like, I can play this right now, but I'm going to be sleepy. Yeah. And I would rather not be interrupted by sleep. I'd rather focus on the thing. Well, that's okay. I'm not going to set any specific goals, but when we next talk, I will have something different happening in my life. I don't know what it is yet, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. I got to I got to bring something else to the table. Yeah, you definitely do cuz I'm not going to. So, no, it's you, all on you, you. You probably should. You're all, you're you're in a your daily routine is much more important than mine. Um Oh, something new that I did. I think I mentioned this. I started doing yoga like several times a week. That is yeah. new for me, mm-hmm. which is great. And like, it felt really good, good to start getting semi-active. Like I'm healed from my C-section and everything. So nice. I can start nice, like nice, nice. trying to strengthen up mm-hmm. a little bit. Although we did have an ab workout during yoga the other day where you had to do scissor kicks and I could like oh, feel be... my incision. And I was like, I'm going to skip this one. Yeah. I was about to say that post baby that's got to be the roughest of all yeah. the workouts mm-hmm. yeah uh my daily workout routines have gotten i mean like i do like five minutes of floor workouts but i'm over 100 push-ups a day uh again which is nice yeah. it's nice to have muscles and stuff <laughs> but like i just got to keep pushing it i gotta keep going yeah. a little bit a little bit more yeah. <laughs> i don't know why all i'm right. having such a hard time right now i think i need to eat <laughs>
I think, I think that's going to be the eat it. I think we've just kind of, I, I accidentally dragged this out and I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I talked about you again. I'm very tired and you're the only person I've seen today. So that that's mm-hmm. no, that's fine. Again, I have been alone all week. Interacting with you is definitely, it is a high point. And I mean, <laughs> after this, all I'm going to do is beat my head against Tony Hawk. So it's like, I know what I'm in for. I'm not like itching to get out of this conversation. <laughs> I'm just realizing I have nothing else to bring up. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's still nice really to talk. nice talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It is. It is very nice. Um, yeah. I'm going to find something else that is not like a TV show or a game in the next month to do or have done. So that'll be good. good it'll be yeah. good. Sounds great. Cool. I'm going <laughs> to hang up. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to play Tony Hawk. Sounds great. Have a wonderful day. I hope that your day continues on the trajectory of good trajectory. I can't. I'm not going to do it. It's not coming out. Trajectory. The trajectory. Trajectory. Can I read you the? Wait. Okay. So I sent you an article about the problem with tenant. And yeah. did you read the first sentence, or yeah. did you not read the first sentence? I read the first sentence. Okay. That's how I felt just now. <laughs> yeah. The quality of 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 sound mixing such that you can't understand anyone, and we're over here saying trajectory. Trajectory. <laughs> Trajectory. <laughs> You're so cute. Yes, you maybe are. maybe in the next month I'll be able to see Tenet. We'll yeah, see. Maybe that'll be my big thing. That was like my big. I was so pumped for Tenet. Yeah. And then the Trump administration said we don't want Colin to see Tenet, and that's the biggest consequence of everything that's happening. <laughs> was it the Trump administration, or was it the fact that there is a pandemic? What about the fact that other countries are able to see Tenet, but we aren't? Oh yeah, right. That's fair. Hold on, oh, I need baby. to show you the baby. Oh, she's okay. so cute. Look at her face. It's so big. I see what you mean about those wrist rolls. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, she is uh those eyes are popping out right now. Oh. Is, she's she just stared into my soul. She will She up. also has male pattern baldness, which is one of my favorite yes, things about she all does. babies. <laughs> she looks like an old man. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Here, wait, let me see if I can show you her head shape so you can understand the xenomorph. Oh yeah, it looks like someone just kind of like smushed it down a little bit and it like popped out the back yeah no i see yeah. exactly that's so interesting yeah <laughs> maybe you should lay her on her back and it'll just squeeze it right back up but don't go too well, far because then it'll be beavis and butthead i have to hold her head while I'm just... oh wow oh well she's, she's done, done with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right laura is she's like stop being mean about my head <laughs> she sorry, heard what sweetie. i said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's been great talking to you i will uh we'll keep chatting and i will talk to you soon sounds great bye bye how you doing is a common geeking program production starring laura becker and colin ketchen with editing and original music by colin You can learn all about the show at the website podfriend.pizza. It has everything you need to listen and to learn about the podfriends themselves, and it's an easy place for new listeners to jump on board. If you enjoy the podcast, reviews and ratings are the best way to show it. Tell a friend, share your favorite episodes, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll talk to you again the first Monday of every month, so be sure to stay in touch. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.
come and be 